Hello, I'm Craig Esther. I'm Alexis Grace Clark. And I'm Mauricio Dominguez. And this is Building, Building a Stage, Stage Podcast. Podcast by Break the Chain Theater Company. Ooh, that's sexy. Welcome back to Building a Stage. Let's hit up our first segment, which of course is the check-in. So how are you this month and what have you been up to? Maurizio. Well, coming off of our podcast, Speak What We Feel, I had my first opportunity to host an episode for our podcast and had a lot of fun, you know, having uh, that conversation with uh, Krista and Emilio and our very dear friend, Astoria Adams, who hosted the Broadway Pride drag show fundraiser. Just kind of getting to be on the on the hosting side of things was very exciting and it went well and um, very grateful for that, for that opportunity. It's something that I brought up. I feel like we've discussed before that uh, working with Break the Chain has helped me to step into positions and roles that I didn't think myself capable of doing. And so I am, I'm here for it. And so I'm just, I'm just excited to, to keep working and to support our team for this upcoming, this upcoming event. And there's a little tidbit for all of our listeners and viewers. If you want to listen to the entire conversation, you can subscribe to our Patreon and get the entire unedited episode recording. That's right. Let's let's just real quick jump in and talk about that. So, yes, we're on Patreon for those who don't know we have Patreon. We launched it. So Patreon is another way for you to hang out with us. Get to know what we're doing. Um, get to know how we're doing. We're surviving, I think, sort of. Yes. See all of our facial expressions instead of just our voices, because apparently that's worth a show in itself. Right. You can watch Alexis scowl at me. That's a whole thing that happens. Um, so, so on there, you can subscribe uh, patreon.com forward slash break the chain TC. You can subscribe on there and you will get behind the scenes content for every event that we do. You get unedited podcast episodes that don't have Patreon ads in them sort of ish. Um, And then you will also be able to have access to our BTC archive. So all of the stuff that we've done, if you want to see something that Break the Chain has done, it is on the is on the Patreon page. So that's full Lit Summer Night's Dream, Much Ado About Drinking, along with the Tipsy Talkbacks, which are a sight to behold. So if you want to just subscribe for just one month, just so like you can see that insanity, I really, really recommend it. That's another fun way to support us. Well, it's also all shows in the future as well. So, yeah. you know, if you are looking to do more than just the one month, literally every single one of our productions will be taped in some way, shape, or form and will be on our Patreon. Yeah. Content, more content for the content gods, because you gotta, you have, you have to listen, you have to be, you have to humble yourself before the content gods so that you can keep creating things because they will help you push it forward. That's what I've been told in influencer land. Whenever I read things and look at things about influencer land, it's like the content god must be served. That'll make a good discussion down the road for what our motto should be at Break the Chain. I, I think that's a good start. Uh, it ain't going to be that. It you is not the content be- gods and you don't want that. I said it was a start. It's a start. It's a brainstorm. If you want to know what our meetings are like, that, that was a prime example. Alexis, what are you up to this month? How are you doing? Uh, we're here. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're, try- we're trying our best. Mm-hmm. There's just so much going on in my personal life. I have my, you know, we all have jobs. I, I'm the one with the nine to five job that is not flexible in any way, shape or form. So that's cute. I also just had a procedure where it was just making things difficult. I'm also looking to buy a house and there's also wedding planning happening. Oh, grown up. Which is ironic because I'm the youngest one here. <laughs> Shots have been fired. How dare you? Ooh. Oh my God. That is so rude. What, okay. What? No, you know, finish, finish your part of the segment. Fine. Fine. Cause my part's coming up and we're going to talk. Um, I was also a very nice friend and I saw Craig's show. Yeah. So he has to remember that in his next coming segment. So there's that. I object to this entire line. The entire premise here. So sleep is not my friend. Food is not my friend. The economy is not my friend. And apparently Craig and Maurice are not my friends anymore. So you know. Ooh. That was from me what your reaction was. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm no, done with your segment, Alexis. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's my name? Alexis Grace Clark. Thank you. I thought you said Alexa, and I was about to come after you. No, but now we're going to set off things in people's houses when I listen to the episode, so. I'm going to start a tally of how many times my Alexa goes off because somebody says Alexis and it takes up the wrong name. I suggest also that we keep all that nonsense in. Like, it's uh, this is who we are. Let's not even pretend we're different people. Oh, I wasn't planning on editing any of that out, just to let you know. I just want to let the kids know we're being real. We're being real, real in this episode of the podcast. So yeah, this month has been um, exhausting. It has been exhausting. I'm going into rehearsals for my next gig, which is at the Michigan Shakespeare Festival. We're doing three shows in, in rep, uh, rotating rep all summer. So for anyone who doesn't know what that means, that basically means we've got three plays, Henry V, The Merry Wives of Windsor, and Charlie's Aunt. Those three plays will rehearse at the same time and they will perform at the same time. So you might come to theater Tuesday, you'll see Mary Wives. Wednesday, you might see Charlie Zant and Henry V on the same day. You might, and so on, so forth. So it's one of those kind of crazy schedules. So I am learning an Irish accent. I, um, I was wondering if you're going to mention the Irish thing. <laughs> Irish accent, I received pronunciation accent for, um, for Charlie Zant. And then just learning lines in general for uh, Mary Wives of Windsor. So I've started that process. And also prepping a lot of crazy BTC stuff that's happening, including this podcast and what our future is going to be. And, you know, trying to continue to make moves. So it's it's all crazy. That's where we are, such as we are uh, this month. And so we're going to, so we've got another little thing that we want to talk about here. I call it a little thing, but... We had a meeting about this, and I thought that this would be a really cool thing to share with people. Our our last um, BTC meeting, we just were talking a lot about, or I was talking a lot about, and I don't know how it was received. No, just kidding. I was talking a lot about how do we grow as a company, grow our footprint in the social media, grow our footprint in our theater community, grow our footprint through Patreon and all of that stuff. How do we take the good work that we've done and, you know, grow from that seed? So I wanted to talk first about how we want to try to grow our audience, because that's a big thing for lots of companies. How do we try to grow our audience? And so I just wanted to hear from both, from both of you guys, in no particular order, you know, what ways we've been thinking about, what ways you've been thinking about for that first sort of strategy. Well, I think the first thing to mention is that actually our director of development, Maggie Cecilia, has actually done a lot of this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that meeting was her really 
awesome and wonderful ideas, especially considering her background and her day job working at a startup. She just know and all the classes she's taking as well. It's kind of like we're learning through her. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to give her credit where credit is due because a lot of this was her brainchild that we just were like, yeah, this is great. Big shout out to her for that mm-hmm. because yeah, um, we're doing our best with what we can and the time that we have because that's a, it's a huge thing for us. You know, we all do have jobs outside of this, which makes this really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that I know I'm trying to think of, uh, Maggie's going to be helping me with this going forward as well, is growing our social media presence, specifically with TikTok and like reels on Instagram and more video centric ideas instead of just the posts that we've been doing. Again, this is all Maggie's brainchild. She actually has been taking court with, I don't know if it's like courses in TikTok or if they've just been researching it, but she has so much more information about like the science behind TikTok and being an influencer and that sort of thing. So definitely expect some of that going forward. Like I said, Maggie is going to be helping a little bit with the social media aspect of things and just kind of, we have to do the work. We have to do, instead of just like being consumers of social media, we now have to approach it from a different perspective as, and I hate the term influencer because it has like that negative kind of like kind of snooty connotation. But it's being able to use your social media in a way that has monetary value. We're trying to get to a a spot where, you know, a lot of people in a lot of theaters, specifically theaters, haven't really gotten that far with it. I'm not saying we're going to make a TikTok channel and that's going to be your thing, but it's finding that happy medium between being all in versus really utilizing it to help the theater when we can. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I think we should draw, oh, the universe will tell me if I'm wrong. The socials will tell me if I'm wrong. I want to just draw a line between influencer and what we're doing because influencer is like, is I'm going to use, I'm going to try to uh, get you to go, go for different products. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to advertise things, but I'm just going to use my social media presence to do that. The only reason I draw this dividing line is because we're not so much about how do we get people to certain products and make it about us, yeah. right? It's more so about how do we connect to and disseminate information to, ooh, I went to college, disseminate information <laughs> to our community and how do, we, um, how do we reach you guys in the best way possible and then find other people to become a part of our family. So that's kind of different than, yeah. we're not always just going to be selling you guys stuff. I guess that's the thing. No, no. No, I mean, I think that the kind of the way that I see an influencer is it's that's their job. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they receive a paycheck is through what they do on social media and like what products they do, Hawk. Why I say that we're not really like influencers is because we are our product. You know, we're not going to be like selling you some kind of skincare or clothes or anything like that. No, we're going to be sharing with you what we are doing. We are our product. We're trying to not just reach our immediate community here in, you know, Southeastern Michigan, but we really want to reach everyone. If we can make a presence in like some podunk town somewhere and, you know, just because they like some of our dancing TikTok videos that are to come, then cool. That gives us a platform to be able to then put some more meaningful stuff out there. And I think that's kind of the idea of what we're going for is, yeah, we're going to have fun and some of it's going to be silly, but it's not all going to be silly because it's still going to stick to our mission and what we're here for. Yeah, And no shade to influencers because that's mean, mm-hmm. that's a job. You're doing your thing, not criticizing you. Just saying. Bitch, you make it more than me. So yeah. like, go on. <laughs> Just you saying do. we don't do what you, we, we don't do what you do, which is also another skill that is like 
but we do we are we are learning to take the things that work from that area from that skill set and try to apply it in this in this new area which is is what's making us different um from other theater companies that that we've seen around which is crazy crazy it's crazy ambitious yeah yeah i mean how many theaters do you know that live stream their their shows on tiktok we're trying to be those people if we can get a Ratatouille the musical one day, I would be very grateful. I was just going to add that it, it reminds me a lot of something that Emilio voiced at the Speak Up Feel podcast. And that is that as we find with all of these you know, new technologies, we find that for those who grew up you know, trained in theater or who went to college for theater, all of these things that prepared you for working on stage, but not for the marketing side of it, which is what we're now, you know, gathering and strategizing because on top of what we are doing and scheduling a season and planning shows and preparing for events, there's also the side of, as you said, we need to advertise, we need to show our brand, we need to show ourselves, we need to invite people to come in. And so that's an additional role that we all take on. And yeah, I mean, just off the top of my head, like some of the things that I know we've talked about and we started doing with our most recent live stream events is getting more behind the scenes stuff. So we took some clips of, uh, as we were doing the live stream for much ado about drinking. And it's, I think because we got so busy at the beginning and so, you know, we're so ambitious and I think we didn't stop to, to realize that, Hey, there's this another additional task that needs to be done. And so now we're making that, okay, in addition to all of the planning that we're doing, we need to have some stuff so that we can share on social media, on reels. Um, something we discussed a lot with Krista and Emilio was that in this modern day, you know, with all this technology, if you are not using these social media channels to engage people, then you really are missing out on an opportunity to engage with, you know, more more viewers, potentially more um, a larger audience. Yeah. And I mean, the cool thing about that podcast episode was also that we just, we got to partner with other companies to learn things. That was something I've I've been really wanting us to do. I think in our community here in Michigan, um, if I could say a critical thing, I'm gonna, whatever, I'm gonna say it. There's not, I feel like there's not enough of that interconnectivity. There's advertising things for, you know, for each other, but also how do we use the resources that we have to lift everybody up? You know, how do we... um, how do we learn from things black and brown are doing? How do we learn from things Detroit Public is doing so that we have a community that is like cohesive and is all producing things of quality and everybody is learning and growing, you know, from everybody. So you're going to see more stuff from us in the future, definitely where we're going to be partnering with companies and learning from how they do what they do to help us grow what, do, what we do. We got another thing that's on here that we're also tired we're also really, really tired because we've been putting so much work into this. So I wanted to just ask everybody about how we are getting through the fatigue. How are you pushing through the exhaustion of like pushing the rock up the hill? So I'm going to keep bringing that metaphor back because I just think it's, it really is a good illustrator of this kind of task that we're doing. I mean, I'm not, so I don't (laughs) think I should comment. That's hilarious (laughs) and so genuine. And I kind of love it. The way that I kind of process this, because it, it's something that I encounter sometimes also working on, on film work or editing work, you know, even on my nine to five job, when we're on set, if something goes 
doesn't go according to plan, something unexpected comes up and we kind of have to troubleshoot. Like all of those like stressful and like all those difficult moments. I think what I find some comfort in is just bringing it back to what is the goal? What is the end product that, that we're all working on? You know, if I'm working on, on a film or if I, even just with my editing, just thinking about, okay, well, why am I here? What is the purpose for this? You know, what am I trying to, to, to achieve? What is the end goal? And a lot of the times I find that helpful because it kind of just helps me re- remember that this ultimately is the career or is it's, it's something that I'm, that I chose to do. And it's not always fun. It's not always enjoyable, but that doesn't mean that it's all, you know, that there is a, a benefit mm-hmm. to it. But I do agree that sometimes the, it is helpful to just kind of reassess and realize and just analyze if perhaps we're doing, if am I doing too much or is there something I can do to improve, you know, what are some things that uh, maybe we can, we can do collectively as a team to kind of um, improve. I think that I've found that going back to like the reason, like the purpose, what is the end goal, but also maintaining good, clear communication with with the team so that everyone is aware of how everyone is feeling. And that way you, you don't, you reduce the possibility of burnout if you have clear communication with everybody. So that way, if there's things that we need to tweak, that we need to adjust, that we can address them before it gets to the point where someone gets burned out. In addition, it's really hard to create life on stage if you don't have a life. I know for me personally, I'm not going to go into all of the details of what the things are, but just for me in my life, I've just found that I put so much into career things, building this, doing all the things outside of this, that I kind of forgot to have a life this past, and I've forgotten to have a life this sort of this past year. And so that's something I'm trying to lean into more is, um, is just having a life. Doesn't mean that you're not going to put all the work into all the other stuff, but you also need to prioritize, you know, A, taking care of yourself. And be like, if you want to have other people in your life, actually, you know, be there and have space, you have to make space for them. Because the worst thing is like wanting to be in somebody's life and not feeling that person making space for you. Yeah. And I think every performer has been there. And like any performer that takes the craft seriously, I will say, Mm -hmm. has been there. You know, I was there in my early 20s. And for me, just like then kind of is now, it's just persistence and determination and prioritizing. Yeah. Like you're going to get tired and you're going to feel like you can't do it, but you just have to. Yeah. And you just kind of have to find your own will to do it. And I think that's why, you know, in general, just a lot of people, they stop because they can't find the motivation to do it anymore. Yeah. And I get it. It's just, that's not really a luxury that personally I allow myself to have. And success is the tip of the iceberg. I think people see this podcast or see us making things or see us in the various shows and places that you'll see us around town. And you're like, oh my goodness, you're so, you're so successful. This must, this is happening so quickly and all that stuff for you. And they don't see like the nights doing touring shows where you're like touring somewhere that you don't want to be and you're in a hotel room by yourself. They don't see the, like all the dates that you can't go on. They don't see all the friend hangs that you can't do. They don't see like, the family time that you're missing or, or even just the simple thing of, I can't go to sleep because I have to make this thing. I mean, say whatever you want. Stephen Sondheim is a hero of mine and Sunday in the park with George, the song finishing the hat is the perfect like encapsulation of like, I just have to do this thing 
I, and it has to be right. And it's so important to me that sometimes I'm going to miss that it's gone from night to day. Yeah. It's, it's a balance and it's a balance that we're all sort of learning as we, as we continue through this. I think just to add though, is that anyone who is looking, cause you know, roping it back to anyone who is trying to learn from us to make your own mm-hmm. theater company, y'all are going to be so tired. And it's like Mauricio said, you have to remember what the goal is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? You have to have a good reason. Mm-hmm. If you're getting in this for monetary value, honey, you're in the wrong place. It's just like anyone who goes into stage acting, you want to be famous, you're in the wrong place, buddy boy. So like you need to like really think about your priorities. And then if once you've got those priorities, it's just persistence and determination to get them done. Yeah. Whatever that might appear to you, you know, for like for Craig with his writing, that's him again, going from night to day, missing out on opportunities. For me, that was always putting my work first. And yeah, I definitely missed out on a lot of things for a long time. I missed out on so many family weddings. I missed out on, you know, different shows that I wanted to see because I was in a show. And those are unfortunately sacrifices that are a part of the job, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But you, it's really important to know that going into it. Mm-hmm. Because if those things are going to be your priority, then this can't be. And that's not a bad thing. That's just a, hey, you need to know this going forward. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's going to be hard. You have to have the persistence, determination, and drive to get it done, or you're not going to. To wrap this up, I just want to also say, by the way, it's not like woe is us. This is not like we're not no. being like I gave up. I gave them my youth. Look at my eyes. But it's like, uh, but it's more like these are choices mm-hmm. that you make in you know in the career path that you step into, and you have to ultimately decide and repeatedly. You know, I I tell anybody, don't ever listen to somebody who says, if you can do something else, do it. Because that person who's telling you that probably chose to do something else. Yeah. Nine times out of 10. This is really, really hard. This is a really hard career. Um, The acting, the writing, the starting this company and all of that. But it's all about weighing all the time over and over again. What do you want? How are you going to get what you want? If it's still worth it to you, if it's not still worth it to you and also how to, what is, what is, what was my initial impulse? Cause the dream changes and it's okay that the, and it's okay that the dream changes because it's still finding, you know, finding happiness. So, you know, we're not, we're not complaining and being sad because there are people who are living in much worse situations and have much, absolutely much worse. And also too, you're going to have choices to make in every career that you choose. Exactly. Too. And it's, even if you're, you choose to go live in the woods off the grid, you're still going to have choices to make because guess what? It's going to be really hard to go back into town to see your family. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's going to be those types of things where it's going to be something everywhere, no matter what. It's been a little over six months of BTC and we incorporated this company back in November. So like we are a little over halfway through a year of, of making stuff and, be, and building our community. So I just, have some, just some really rapid fire questions for everybody. Favorite moments and memories so far. Maurizio, what about you? I really enjoyed the streaming, both of the Drunk Shakespeare streaming events, but in particular, I really relished that moment after the first show was finished and we all kind of, we were all in different levels of exhaustion and just kind of like stressed out, but almost like a collective sigh of realizing as a group like we just did this yes that was crazy and it was hectic and there were things that made made us want to pull our hairs out but 
we just did this and we just had our first show. And so that, that collective moment as a team, I, yeah, that's, I want to say this, that's my favorite moment so far. That's honestly mine too. That exhale after we pressed end on everything (laughs) and we just kind of looked at each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then y'all still stayed at my house for like two hours. Well, that was, (laughs) that was your choice. (laughs) My favorite moment actually is the day, I don't think we've talked about this part of the BTC lore, if you will, but it was the day that we all went to the to the apple orchard. And this was when like Alexis and I have been talking about, because I was like, I think I'm going to start a theater company. And then I said, Alexis, I think I'm going to start a theater company. Do you want to work on it? And you said, yes. And he said, you, we should ask Maurizio to do this too. And we were all out at the apple orchard, just like hanging around. And then we pulled Maurizio over and we were like, you should be a part of and there was just this really beautiful moment of um the first seeds of the this community growing and so I, that memory gives me a lot of happiness to think about and we're still here and we don't hate each other mostly i also think it's funny that anytime Craig and i go at it i always have to preface to like people it's like no really we're like best friends it's okay this is just how we are we're just gonna say terrible things about each other for a minute but we'll be cool yeah uh, no, we'll be great And we would be remiss if we didn't mention our most recent events, like the Broadway Pride drag show fundraiser and the 10-minute play festival, We Will Not Go Back. The latter of which came together really quickly, I think, largely in response to the disastrous Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe versus Wade. And I've got to hand it to you, Craig and Alexis, because you guys joined forces really quickly under pressure with limited time to put this festival together. And we were able to invite several female-identifying artists, some who are friends of ours and others who have worked with us in the past, to join in and write and perform an original short plays with the theme of the right to choose. And I think that the most beautiful part of the process was seeing all of the different interpretations and all of these profound, honest, and impactful stories being told. And we hope, you know, I hope that our friends and fellow artists will continue to develop and build upon these stories because they are so powerful. And being able to support this project and listening into these voices, these different stories, made me realize that I still have a lot to learn. That was so much better than I think I could have ever imagined it would be. And that's the beauty of just artists and giving them a very vague topic and seeing where they go with it. This is, this is actually magic. Yeah, from just like doing some like 48 hour festivals and things like that that I've done before. It's one of my favorite things because it's just about like, you can give every artist the same like sentence and be like, okay, the plays are kind of about this. And the way that they will interpret that is so vast and different. It's like how there's 12 notes in an octave and like, how did you get that song from those 12 notes? And that I don't understand. And it's, it's really beautiful. One of the cool like dreams of doing this company. And I think it's a real testament to how we really can't minimize issues, period. Like we tend to group people who have nothing in common except for one thing into communities. And you then kind of determine, oh, well, the, the childbearing community, the uterus having community feels this way. It's like, no, well, there, there are a hundred ways to discuss this. 
And when you, exactly to your point, Craig and Alexis, when you give somebody this, this is what's happened with the world, tell us about it. And you get completely different perspectives and completely different experiences because we're all freaking out about completely different things of the same gravitas and the same sort of impact. So I think that was a great testament to that as well and how we can't just make blanket statements. We really need to be intentional about what we're talking about and who we're hearing from and who we're involving in conversations and everything along those lines. For me, I know there was a big like educational experience just going, I'm going to pull all these women together. And then this idea of like, okay, what's, but that's not the inclusive language, but, and even just like, as a dude, you're like, trying to do the right thing. Could you please stop correcting me? I really want to just do the, and you kind of have to put that to the side and go, you know what, actually, again, there's a difference between criticism and persecution. And I think that that's a big thing for a lot of institutions in the world is that like, they take criticism as like they're being they're being persecuted, but really, we, we were just being educated. Like Jay, who was on who was on the show, was amazing at just saying, "Look, this is AFAB. This is uterus wielding. This is this is women. This is and this is how you include everybody in the language." So I'm really grateful to have learned that because again, we're going to be writing casting calls and putting teams together, and now we just have more vocabulary for how to do that. And. It came together. We put together a live show in like two weeks, yeah. a couple of weeks. It was two weeks and we were not like a full team. No, Greg's going into tech tomorrow. <laughs> Alexis is on sabbatical for her health. One of the things I think that I do want to take from this experience is that I loved that we were able to rapidly respond to a thing going on in the world with what we do. And I'm really proud of that. We were the first Next theater time. in our area yeah. to respond. Yeah. Yes. The, the next time we do it, because we will do it again, because uh, this is just like a part of our blood, I think. But the next time we do it, it will hopefully be with full team and a little bit more, because I love what we did, but I also lost my mind about 50 times this week. Yeah. Um, because for the background, for those who don't know, is that I'm going into tech and dress rehearsals for a couple shows that are running in rep right now. And so in rep, that means you're doing your coming in and whatever costumes are there you're doing that show so we're going back and forth doing a couple Shakespeare shows so to coordinate this and put this all together and then be working on that is a little bit of a nightmare but I'm so glad we did it and I want to say to you all I'm so proud and happy that you all weren't like that's crazy we can't do that or like that's too hard why would we work that hard like you all were just like great how do we do it and that's the wonderful spirit that is this team and this company that just it, it, it moves me. Let's just say that. And like, let's call out to the whole creative teams that also just hopped on the ride train with us. They were like, okay, let's do it. What do we have to do? What do you need? Yeah. And we just went. Everyone, like there was do- like over a dozen people that just went, yep, okay, let's go. Yeah, honestly, 20 to 30 people altogether that wanted to be a part of it. And we couldn't use everybody because it was just with the tightness of time and with all with communication, because we're also learning, you know, you got to communicate with us in a timely manner so we can get, get you involved. But it's amazing how the artists in our area will really come out and are really so passionate and just made the most wildly creative things in this format. Hopefully we'll get to see some of that stuff again in the future and see what else um, they're going to make. But this is what we're about, right? We're about empowering those voices that are not, hours it was so nice to be able to be like oh the stream's going i'm not doing anything but making sure everyone's okay take it like it was it was really it was also just really amazing 
to look at a screen and know that everyone on that screen is either, you know, identifies as a woman or non-binary, but they all have a uterus. That's not something that happens very often. And that's also something to call out. Like, yes, Craig and Maurizio basically produced the show, but everything else was about the population that is being affected about what we're talking about. And that's really powerful. That is still something you don't see. And even if you do, it's like, ooh, it's special. And we just treated it like it was completely normal because it should be. You know, it's like with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, when she when was asked how many women on the Supreme Court is enough, and she said when there are nine. Mm-hmm. That's the flavor of what I took away from this. So I guess what what are we looking, what are you looking forward to? This time we'll start with Alexis. Oh, I'm looking forward to our very first live performance. It's terrifying because you don't really know what's going to happen and you hope that you've reached enough people. It's been also a very long time since I've ran an event where I've stage managed anything because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited to get back to it and like have live performers again and be able to run a show and keep a timetable and, you know, solve whatever problems are going to come up that night because, you know, they're going up. Okay. It always happens with a live show. So I'm nervous and anxious, but I, I'm super excited about it. Let's see what the hell is going to happen. And Maurizio? Again, going back to BTC helping me to take on roles and take on opportunities that I, you know, didn't perhaps didn't see myself doing before. Just thinking about, oh my gosh, we're producing a show at a venue with performers and just kind of taking a step back to think about that. Excited for all of our upcoming events, just to continue working and to continue growing. I feel like we've cleared not all of the hurdles, but perhaps some of the harder hurdles, at least to start. Mm-hmm. And so now, as we begin to plan further into the future, and we're realizing that, okay, the difficulty is increasing, but so is our commitment and so is the amount of time and effort that we're putting into this. So I'm excited for, for the challenge. Yeah. I'm looking forward to all those things, but we also have a sort of end of summary kind of event that we were just talking about that's uh, going to be a real celebration of our of our community and what we've accomplished so far and will hopefully springboard us into accomplishing some more things in the future and I, i'm really excited about who who's going to be in the in the room that day and the stuff we're going to be doing um to to celebrate this and to keep moving forward it's weird to be sentimental about this because we're all so like we have work to do we have work to do so i'm really excited for for that event which i will start planning soon so that alexis doesn't murder me <laughs> that's accurate so it you is know. last question what keeps you motivated i'll start since i haven't started yet uh what keeps me motivated is seeing the two of you growing uh, really sincerely is seeing the two of you um Maurizio hosting a thing, Alexis fully putting on a show and also learning to deal with, and not that you couldn't do this before, but really seeing you step into dealing with like business relationships and talking to different and talk, having to be the communication between people. And also, um, I guess just seeing, seeing both of you really, really grow into these roles and take it seriously, because I can I, I don't say this to be to like give myself credit or anything like that, but because because I instigated this because I was the person that said let's do this. Um, I'm always I'm always uh, questioning and making sure like am I treating the two of you well? 
are the, are, you know, do you all feel taken care of? Does it feel like I'm giving you what you need um, in order to, in order to succeed so we can all uh, do that? And then of course, seeing Sage step up for this event, having Maggie on, every time we get more people becoming a part of us and really investing in and caring about what we do, that just gives me another, because it, yeah, this is going to sound like I'm pumping myself up, but I'm not really, it makes me feel like the impulse I had last fall when I, when we brought a play from open book theater in my community, it felt like the impulse was wrecked. The, the people want this stuff, want this in our community and that they trust us to, um, to deliver it. So that keeps me motivated. All right. That was really sappy. Oh, Alexis, you can do something non-sentimental, right? <laughs> hey, that was rude. <laughs> no, that was really sweet and cute. Oh. No, this is, again, this is like the good part of our relationship with Greg, right? Oh, um, Is that he is a big softie underneath his, like, whatever exterior he tries to put on. <laughs> I don't even get to have a gruff exterior. I don't even get to have, like, a, he might be inaccessible, but really, he's got a soul. Nah, that's too nice. Okay. For me, it's, well, first off, it's the goals that we have. You know, it's, we're not doing this as a whim. This is a nearly fully functioning business plan that we plan to go through. Hey, I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh Craig was laughing at me. But, you know, it's always kind of the dream that you want to run, that not necessarily that you want to run a theater company, but you want to be, you know, do theater full time at a rate that can let you, you can survive on. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of every theater kid's dream. Definitely not what I was expecting is being on the business side of it. You know, I thought always maybe a stage manager, definitely an actor, but life comes at you in really weird ways. And so my motivation is I want that goal. I want this to be our jobs. I want this to be a part of the community in a way that other places are not. And I, I know we've talked about that in so many other episodes. Um, so I won't go too deep into that, but Right now, something that motivates me is I want to make sure that I hold up my end of it. You know, I want to make sure that creatively we're there. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm not letting either of these two dudes down. Craig has talked about starting a theater company for literally as long as I have known him. Just like kind of in passing, like especially at like drunk nights after shows. Like, what if we start a theater company? It's always like, oh yeah, okay. Sure, what are you talking about? (laughs) Our first two shows were drunk Shakespeare. Oh, fine. That's going to have to be an episode. How it happened? The how it happened. That'd be funny. I don't know what Craig asked me out of all his theater connection people, but I'm very thankful that he did. You know, these two guys have gone from like some of my really close friends to my two best, like two of my best friends. Like they're going to be in my wedding and it's partially break the chain's fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we just hang out so much and not only just for work stuff but like yeah you you guys are friends with my fiance and now you're friends with my fiance's friends and it's not wanting to let anyone down not only just us here either too the like the people that have been our actors the other artistic directors we've spoken to and everyone who has been invested in us it's we all get guilty on this shit and we really got to get over that by the way because like we can't do that going forward but I think looking back on it, it's okay to be a little sentimental and want to do strive for everyone that has been invested in us, including ourselves. Yeah. Just in addition for to having the opportunity to to create and to work, you know, on 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 bringing new voices and new creating more opportunities for our fellow actors, you know, to to, to and artists to express themselves. 
yeah, I think seeing all of the the growth and seeing how we've the different you know, level of success that we've had, all of the lessons we've learned from all about the different events we've planned and just kind of be seeing this project begin to take shape and begin to take life. It, it makes me think of like the Flintstones and I know it might, it might be a weird. Um, Can I just say I wasn't expecting you to say that? Really? Well, <laughs> it, it just reminds me of like the Flintstones because they have like the, the cars that are like, you know, they you they need to kind of like get them started with feet? their feet. Yeah. yeah. To get their feet to get them started. And so that's just like the, the, the image that I'm getting in my head. It's like we had to like put all of the stepping to get it moving. Mm-hmm. And now it's like we see that it can move. And so now it's just like, well, let's push it. You know, let's let's give it all it needs so that it can continue to move and it can continue going so i think all of the growth and all of the the learning that we've done up until this point is part of what pushes me to keep going it's like okay we got this far but let's keep going let's not stop here let's continue and yes definitely seeing the support that we've had from people i think that's that's also been very validating and it's also part of what i feel motivates me as well as we know what we've seen that we have wonderful friends, family, you know, colleagues who support us and who support our vision for, for this project. And so people believe in us. And so that's humbling and also incredibly invigorating. That's kind of beautiful. I was, I was there. I was with you. Yeah. So was I. Wow. So on that very like strangely emotional note, this is your building a stage. Join us on Patreon, behind the scenes, video content, all of the wonderful, cool things. Once again, thank you all so much for supporting BTC, listening to our uh, podcast episodes and all of the insanity that we've uh, been doing. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.